episode 258 of Global from Asia. A little bit of update on the Amazon venture. Let's do this. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you everybody for choosing to download or stream or however you get this magical audio content. I'm Mike Michelini and we're at episode 258. It's pretty funny. It's a little bit the opposite. I'm doing the intro after I get back to Thailand. It was an intense week and a half in mainland China and Hong Kong. And today's show, the interview is on the bus. Usually I do the intro, but I'm testing things out. Plus, it was a great chance to catch up with Zach Franklin from AMZ Kung Fu. He's been on the show a couple of times. He's helped us out quite a bit. He gave me some tips over dinner while we were in uh, a Malaysian restaurant in Hong Kong. And then we shared the bus ride together back to Huanggong border in Shenzhen. And I thought, hey, why not whip out the gear, got some expensive gear, and uh, make a recording so we did this just to kind of update people about what's happening with Sisitano, the Amazon brand we've been building for almost two years now, at least since the kickoff was last July 2017. And Zach's been in the background helping us out once in a while with some questions and he's been following along and, you know, I just kind of update you guys and have Zach there to help give me some input and feedback and as always he's giving his knowledge freely and helping out. So I think you'll learn some ideas a little bit more heavy on the manufacturing and product side. We'll talk about some packaging and other ideas. So we will just jump right into that. And then I'll do the blah, blah, blah in a quiet setting here in my studio in Thailand, home studio. All right, let's tune in. Are you looking for content creation services for your business? Impressed with Global From Asia and our ability to create content regularly, we've put together our team to help you make blogs, audio podcasts, video production, Amazon listings, and more. www.contentinvestments.com and tap into this amazing content creation team for your business, whether it's your e-commerce, Amazon, or whether it's your agency or other services, content is critical and totally needed for today's competitive online marketing world. We would love to talk to you, see different packages and different price ranges for all different budgets. Check us out and it will also support this show as an official partner. Thank you so much for your support and this is Mike Michelini and we have a great team there. I'd love to work with some of you at www.contentinvestments.com. All right, thank you, everybody, tuning in to another Global From Asia podcast. You know, I just saw Lorenzo and Lucien and some other amazing people here in Hong Kong. And, you know, I know Lorenzo liked it when I did some some content on the bus. So we have a, a repeat guest, Zach Franklin. So is it AMZ Kung Fu now or is it Panda Leap? Yeah, it's still AMZ Kung Fu. Panda Leap is kind of a brand under that. Um, if you guys are selling in Europe, check it out. Yeah, definitely. So he helps with like launch services for Europe, European sellers and Amazon. And uh, unfortunately, I need your service, but I'm still a U.S. seller. We're working on the U.S. version, so just be patient. Okay, great. So we're uh, just to give people a little bit of a background. We're on a on a bus 
CTS, China Travel Services, from Prince Edward to so, Huanggang border into Shenzhen, China. We both had some intense meetings in Hong Kong and happened to be here at the same time and had some amazing Malaysian food. It's so good. Yeah, dude. Thanks for taking me there and treating treated too, so I really appreciate it. And uh, what was those noodle things I had? Uh, you had laksa. Laksa. So he, he thinks I'm crazy. I don't know if listeners ever had laksa, but I think that was the first time. Maybe I've maybe I've, I've had every it before. Every time I talk to you, you're like, I'm in Kuala Lumpur, I'm in Malaysia, I'm in this. <laughs> How could you not have their most famous food? Don't know. Somehow somehow I didn't didn't have it. Or maybe I ate it, but I didn't realize it. But it was pretty awesome. So thanks for uh, yeah, glad you enjoyed it. putting a word to what I've probably eaten before. But... So today is uh, is a much well overdue update on Sisatano uh, and our uh, case study. Well, I think we're gonna have another guest, a WeChat caller next to us. <laughs> Damn, this is another more background. I have, a, I think Zach, if you can send me that photo, we'll put it in the uh, show notes. But uh, we, ha- I was trying to get away with having an empty seat to put my bag, but uh, this dude next just stood there and just waited until I moved back so he could sit down. Yeah, we are doing this super live. Mike has all of his microphone equipment like on his lap, his camera's like balanced there, he's got his headphones on. We're surrounded by like 40 Hong Kongers in a thunderstorm (laughs) on the way back to China. So it doesn't get more real than this. This is truly global from Asia, right? (laughs) I mean, seriously, this is the dream, man. And this is all totally improvised. This is this is what I think people. This is what I don't know. I don't know. I think listeners hopefully like it. I mean, we got some pretty expensive gear. I mean, on my lap it's about a thousand dollars and stuff, like Zoom H6, and we got ATR 2100s, and we got a got a uh, what's it called? Some kind of Canon Rebel 5i set thingy. But uh, I mean, this is what I think. I think this is cool. Like. And I hope people can can get some benefit. But Zach gave me some PPC tips also at the Malaysian restaurant. Should have recorded that for the show. I, Zach's always been behind the scenes. So I'll be honest, it's been a little bit quiet on Sisitano, at least for the Global From Asia listeners for the last six months. So today's show is not really an interview. It's more like an update. And um, I know Zach's not prepared. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm back in China. Uh, well, heading back, I literally flew back from Hangzhou. So I was in Iwu for about five days, and I showed, I showed Zach some of the samples. We got about five new listings we're going to be working on. Lots of work, and a couple of new list. Of course, our main mocha pot, and Lorenzo's going to help with some some advertising. He's the ClickFunnels guy now. It's like a walking advertisement for ClickFunnels. I think everyone that does ClickFunnels is a walking advertisement for ClickFunnels. <laughs> Even give you a shirt when you sign up. Nice. So I didn't see a shirt, but we're you know going to try that. You know, like he's saying, take some of your advertising budget off of Amazon and uh, and try some some Facebook ads and some other things. But but um, I know you're the ex- expert in panel leap as with uh, Europe. But I guess I'm just gonna. I'm a little bit nervous. We're, we got to like. Car, you know, like last week's show, we had Eno, and I was in the factories, and we were at the warehouse. So we got like a couple of cart, like one carton of four different new coffee accessories for the Sisitano brand. And you gave some tips on the packaging. It's true; they're just white boxes. So you you had some some insights on packaging. Yeah, I mean, I'm not not a designer, but I've seen the impact 
that we have on our products when we do take the time and effort just to do some upgraded packaging because no one really takes the time and effort if it's uh, maybe just a, a product less than $30 no one is really putting a lot of effort into the packaging but the main like everyone knows that images are one of the most important things on your Amazon listing in your packaging you can show it in your listing I always advise people to look at categories that are much more competitive than their own okay because by looking at the fast-moving spaces on Amazon you can take the tricks from there and apply it to your own category so for example looking at supplements you notice that some of the biggest brands uh, there for example BioSchwartz what they did is they ended up using their packaging in the image and what they were able to do with that was have a very distinctive image, increase their, their CTR and dominate the category. You know, now they're consistently top 30. On one of our packages, we did some really, really crazy 3D printing. Okay. Or like 3D die cut stuff on uh, cardboard. And you'll know if you search essential oils, you'll see exactly the listing I'm talking about because we have two spots in the top five uh, if you just search essential oils. Wow. And about 15% of the reviews mention that design as the reason they chose this product. <laughs> and so we all think, oh, people care about the product, they're just gonna throw away the packaging. But that experience uh, with the packaging is a really not something to, to overlook. Because for example, if you're doing a white cardboard box or just a, a cardboard box, um, one thing you see all the, the vape brands doing and a lot of other brands is they're able to make a little sleeve um, that looks really nice and it's super cheap. It's a couple RMB and you can just slide this over this white cardboard box and Immediately you have a better image for Amazon. You're gonna get more people you have uh, a Product that people are much more excited to unbox you put a little emotion into it So I would say if you guys are just doing a white box or if you're doing a cardboard box uh, there are a lot of efficient ways that you can make it look more exciting without having to overhaul your entire process mm. and spending a lot more money on premium material on a product you just want to test. Makes sense. I mean, I think we do a pretty good packaging with the, the mocha pod. I mean, you can, people can look at the listing. We have, it's a cardboard, you know, it's a cardboard box, but it has our branding. It's brown. It's, and we put it in the listing, like you said, so it sticks out to the eye when people are scrolling. And uh, that, that, you know, it's a darker image where everybody else has just a stainless steel. You also have some brown and dark colors. I think, you know, attracting the eye and separating yourself from the, from the competitors. Yeah, you guys are starting to rank pretty well. Every once in a while, I'll search Mocha Pot. Uh -huh, thank you. And I'll, uh, I'll be like, okay, I see these guys on page one all the time now. So Are you clicking through and adding to cart? Yes, I am, actually. <laughs> and I'll, I might do it from a couple other computers, so nice. I'm helping you out, Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think if you look at my Amazon cart right now, it's like five Sisitano <laughs> Mocha Pots add to cart. Get you some coupon codes. But um, I think I mentioned it maybe last week's show, but I want to talk about it again. And I can definitely think it's connected to to the, the velocity or the ranking or the sales. But, you know, another thing I've been kind of quiet about Sisitano is it's kind of been embarrassed, uh, a little bit, a bit hard so we had a recall. We had to pull the products out of Amazon. Well, we didn't have to, but we, or I made the hard decision to pull it out. Basically, we had uh, three times in, what's it called, delisted, or Amazon took it offline. 
to say we had over a 7% refund rate or return rate and they gave us the reasons and we had to review the reasons and I think the first two times we just hit relist you know he said okay acknowledge relist but the third time I was like man we got to do something so uh, we pulled out almost all of them to a third-party warehouse and then um, the handles were broken so somehow in shipment I don't know by air or by sea we sent it by both but we went through this painful process, and I think last week's show I talked about it. If not, people, uh, I can talk about it later. But basically, when we, we sent it back, the refunds have, of course, dropped because there's no more broken handles. And I think, and the sales have definitely picked up. And I don't think much has changed besides fixing the quality. So I think, you know, I think obviously Amazon sees your sales, sees your returned rate. So by having, obviously, a product that's not just sells, but also doesn't get refunded, will be ranking so I'm feeling a little bit more confident or you know obviously we're not making huge money with this product yet people can see the BSR and everything but you know it's about doubled in the last couple month couple weeks from uh, our previous couple months of sales history so it's just um, again like mayor and others have said you know we're trying to build a long-term brand it's tempting to just keep trying to sell out what you get and not not take that short-term hit but but really um, lose money long short term for the long term. You know, I think we would have destroyed the listing with reviews. There was already getting some pretty angry customers. One customer got a broken handle twice. <laughs> so she was really mad. But uh, I don't know if you have any feedback on that, Zach. But of course, obviously it sounds obvious, but so many sellers just focus on marketing. And, but you gotta focus on your product. Yeah, if you, you can't do marketing really if the product just isn't there you know if mm -hmm. the product has its its issues it doesn't matter what else you do um, that's why everyone is going to tell you oh do Facebook ads oh do this oh do this but they're missing a lot of the root causes of success on Amazon which even as as a marketer guy um, I want to say it comes down to your product it comes down to your margins it comes down to your quality control and you did the right thing pulling it out but I do see, because I, I see a lot of accounts in, in every state, you know, some that are, are absolute monstrously huge accounts and some that are, are getting in trouble all the time. But there are a lot of reasons why you might need to pull out your inventory and realize when this happens, you have to pay Amazon to take out the inventory. Yeah, you just pay a 3PL to receive your inventory and change whatever happened. Then you need to pay to send it back in. Nightmare. And so this can be... If you're on razor thin margins, this can be the difference between a profit and a loss. And this can really be something that's preventable in the first place. For example, for Europe, I see a lot of people that don't have their, um, their importer uh, designated EU representative and stuff like this on the packaging. And then they get caught and they're like, oh, what, me? I wasn't doing <laughs> anything wrong. Why do I have to do this? And it's like, if you would have just ordered five of your competitor products, look, take a look at what's on the boxes so you're compliant, and then you send it in, you're going to have a much better shot. Yeah. And I recommend buying the big brands because they have the money to invest in compliance. A lot of smaller brands don't. But sometimes that quality stuff just happens. I had a, a case once in, in the supplements that I was selling um, a whole shipment went out, like a whole pallet or something went out with um, without labels. Oh. So they were just getting this blank white 
tube of, mm. uh, of green powder, and they're like, what the fuck is this? And I got about 40 bad reviews, 20 uh. to 40 bad reviews, uh, before we just closed the listing and uh, had to do the same thing. You know, we had to pull it out, we had to relabel it, we had to send it in, and the listing wasn't really the same after that. So do what you can to prevent these problems and realize whether you're in it for cash flow or whether you're in it for more of a long-term approach. Consciously make the decision before you have your business what you want to do with it so you know what to do when these things happen. And then another quote, because I was reading uh, for our work week again, it's just on my phone, I was talking with Mike about this, is you don't need to gain money the same way you lose it. So for example, um, you know, if you're betting on something, if you're gambling and you're losing money there, you don't need to make the money gambling again. You can make the money by doing something else. Um, so, okay, you lost money by pointing it out, but you can make money by maybe switching around some of your PPC or launching new products that sell well. So you don't need to, when you lose uh, money on Amazon, you don't need to freak out. You can make money very easily in another way. That's, that's a good point. I mean, of course, Amazon or any any business, don't don't get stuck on um, yeah. Don't get stuck on how you how you lost it. And we even talked about that a couple of weeks ago with the trade war discussions. Just just focus on what you can control and can and uh, and do the best you can at the at the moment you're in. Another thing, just to come back on the packaging, we did buy some of these like coffee bag looking products for one RMB each. So it stands up on its own. It's like got a circular base. So what the idea is we're going to put that in the product photo with our logo on it so that it will like another way to stand out on the product image. But, um, you know, we are also reordering the mocha pot. So I went there. We're going to put a fact. I did a vlog, a video with the production. They thought I was crazy. I'm carrying this huge camera like selfie style through the through the factory and there's like factory workers like kind of like waving at the camera and then the factory girl is like are you gonna put the, show your customers this i'm like yeah i i would have thought that you would have shown it to other suppliers true she didn't they didn't seem to care had a lot of factories a little bit paranoid about me taking the attack and going to uh to other suppliers but I do feel pretty confident. Uh, last week we were with Eno going to these factories, but I am coming back from the trip, and uh, they moved to another factory. This has been such a this mocha pot has been a nightmare. Remember we had to re, we had to send back some. Now we had the handles broken. Now the factory moved. The sales rep changed. Like, um, but I, I I did a full video. People can watch it. We'll embed the video YouTube video on the show notes. Hopefully, it'll be ready by the show. But um, once we get the supply side on, and well, of course you're working on both sides. You're a hustler. You're like trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents as an Amazon seller or as a business owner trying to buy, buy, keep your supply chain good. But I do feel really, really conf- confident now about the supply chain. Going up there, I met the factory. Um, they remembered Lorenzo. They're like, oh, you're the guy with Lorenzo, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we remember Lorenzo. <laughs> like, I'll never forget him. Yeah, thank you. And so... That was still the best podcast title I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, you like the that. The catastrophe. catastrophe. That was a nightmare. We refunded, like... Well, no, luckily, we didn't have to pay for them. They, they gave the money back. But that was actually a different factor than this one. But 
Yeah, this has been definitely a, a, a learning experience for everybody involved. But where, how are you feeling about with Christmas, Zach? We're in, I know we're not even in July. What is it? It's like mid-June. So, I, you know, I, we've got some new listings. How do you think we are looking if for Christmas sales? Well, when, when would that listing go live on Amazon? When would it have so stock? So, stock is sitting in Ewu warehouse. Already okay. paid and for. It's in the white box, it... so I'm going to try to get some stickers. I took some notes from what you said. Um, we're going to put the special bag that basically will probably ship in a couple weeks, probably by sea. So probably like a month, a month from now, maybe a little more, maybe five okay, weeks so from now. End so of like July, probably like mid to late, maybe late July. Yeah, that's plenty of time to to sell through and and. But it's only like like this one. I'm nervous. It's like 24 to 48 pieces of these. Yeah, things. exactly. So you'll be able to you know whichever one kind of does the best, um, just immediately place a reorder yeah. and you want to send send it in basically. Um, by late October, yeah. early November, um, you want to be in there for holiday season because at some point every year, and I always forget when it is, they just stop accepting yeah, they do. Uh, stock for the holiday season. So we're, um, we're ordering a couple thousand more mocha pots. I already placed, uh, well, I asked them for a quote, but uh, so the other reason the handles broke, we, we uh, another feedback for listeners. We thought we would differentiate by having a bunch of extra crap in the package. We had the milk frother, we had like a clip spoon, we had uh, the latte art, like, but there was some feedbacks like, oh, the mocha pot was awesome. And there was also this bunch of other stuff that came in the box, <laughs> but that other stuff cost like five or six, seven bucks, you know? So we cut that all out, but then the box was too big. So we didn't, and we didn't, uh, and anyways, I'm not gonna, of course there's a, a lot to learn, but we should have shrunk in the box more and uh, and packaged it more tightly. And I think that's what had the handle issue. That's why I like to have uh, plastic trays that fit the items exactly, mm. and you can just swap out the plastic trays. So you could have one just for the mocha pot that fits in the box, and one that fits um, the mocha pot and everything else. We're doing this for our uh, our vaporizer kits. Okay, great. Is that we have one with the charging case and one without. And we just have a different insert tray for each each one. Okay. And so that way they don't move around at all. They're they're very stable. But I think you brought up a really good point, which is a lot of us guess what the the customer wants, and we might put a lot of time and effort into things that don't matter in the end. Maybe people really just want a mocha pot, and they're kind of want some extra stuff. But if we're paying six seven dollars for that. And they don't even notice or then care. We could do the best kind of marketing there is, which is just reduce the price. Yeah, we did. And, and uh, if we, you know, this is what Walmart always tried to do, and every, all the discounters just take the marketing budget and put it into reducing the price. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something you got to test. You can do this with variations, you can do this with things like MTurk testing, where you just figure out what do people actually care about. Uh, so, for example, I just did this last week. I went into uh, ten, 10 or so different Facebook groups for vapors, and I said, hey, would you guys rather have a charging case or would you rather have extra pods? More than 80% said they want extra pods. Well, So why are we spending so much money on this charge case? Um, so, it, you know, know your customer, 
ask your customer directly, would you rather have this, this, or this? Always give them at least three options because every choice is really between at least three options. Um, this or this or this. Mm -hmm. And if you give them that, you'll figure out a lot more quickly what do people really want and do you need to make these accessories, these eBooks, whatever else. Because if you just ask people, would you like this? They're all going to say yes. But if you say, which one do you want more? They have to think more critically. Mm, makes sense. Another thing, we, we added a nine cup mocha pot in addition to the six cup. The factory wanted one with 1000 MOQ for each size. Mm -hmm. But somehow, after sitting there and talking about broken handles for an hour, when I brought it up again... Just an hour? Just, That's it? Well, no, that was the first hour. It was there about three hours. It was a more full morning until... We didn't have lunch with them, but deep, almost deep into lunch time. And then I was like, are you sure there's nothing you can do about a less than 1,000 MOQ for the 9-cup? And then she says she could do an overrun. When they get an order for 9-cup, they could run an extra 500 for us. So that... And they seem like they get it pretty often. So we're going to do that. Okay, and and then uh, we talked about this, but it's a we we Mark Mark on the team said make it a variation, not a new listing, because it's, I was I'm studying this variations versus new listings. Do you have a rule of thumb that you follow? I don't really have a f rule of thumb for anything. <laughs> uh, people think I I use a lot of processes, but I have kind of done this stuff enough to have more intuition. But in general. When you're doing a, a product that's very similar and you can use the reviews from, from one thing and you need to check the, the policy to make sure it's not an unapproved type of variation that's going to screw you up. Uh, but if it's things like maybe a size or maybe a, a color variation, um, it, can, it can work out. Okay. And so you would do that until your other listing has enough reviews to stand on its own and then you can split them because if you split them, then they can show up differently in the, the search results, and so you can have more spots on the first page, mm. which is, at least for the Chinese sellers, most of them, their end goal is just, Dominate they even the use the page. same supply chain. Um, you know, I know a lot of guys that do phone cables, but they'll do like 10 different brands of phone cables, and they'll try and rank all of them on the same, same page. Mm. Because Amazon is just a real, real estate game. If you own... 10 spaces on the first page, it's a lot better than having one thing on the first page. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Zach's checking where we're at on this bus. I think we got some more time. That's <laughs> in a toll booth. And, um, but I'm, I'm feeling, I mean, we did really, really good in Christmas. We made it, we made it through without running out of stock, but we didn't end up running out of stock in January which then caused us to rush and then airship and then maybe it's what broke the handles. But I feel pretty confident about this. The factory looks like they're on board to support us. We're gonna fix the packaging issue. We're gonna add a new variation. We're gonna add a few new listings. Uh, how are you feeling, Zach, about, I mean, you also looked at our PPC. I guess that needs some work, but how are you feeling with, as a, yeah. as a, as a spectator? So I think it's really rare and really a, a great thing about the level of transparency and honesty that you bring to this podcast to show what it's, it's really like, because no one is really going to talk about the, the problems in their business, especially on a, on a podcast, 
and it's something I wish more people did mm -hmm. so people can get into things with kind of an expectation no one that reads a sees a course while someone drinking a Mai Tai on a beach thinks oh I'm gonna have to go to EU about broken handles on, yeah. on this product or what if I had to pull everything out and, and put it back in or how do I even negotiate with this level of MOQ so these are actually really relatable challenges to a lot of people that are actually in this business. And that's what makes this uh, really great to hear and refreshing because this level of honesty is something that's completely lacking in this entire uh, Amazon business from almost every sort of online channel you could listen to. And I think you're showing the other thing, which is you have to show up and, and keep fighting. Yeah, I mean... Because it's That's been a roller how you get there. for sure, man. Um, every day, you just kind of got to show up, and eventually it works out. And that's the pattern of success I see for everyone that I do know. So looking into your account, looking at some stuff, um, the only thing I could recommend is um, one thing I like to do to keep myself organized while I work is I kind of write a list of all the potential areas of operation and then what usually needs to be done and I call this a trigger list right sure. if you're familiar with uh, David Allen's getting things done it's basically taken from that but customized to the type of business I'm doing so then I go through that every day and I come up with exactly what would need to potentially be done okay so what I see on some of your stuff I don't want to be too harsh <laughs> go is, ahead. Um, for example a listing change that could have been made a long time ago was put off because maybe it was uh, good enough. Mm. But if you have a list of these things that you need to continuously improve and you keep analyzing them, um, you will say, maybe this isn't the best we can do. Maybe we can improve this. And so having some of the stuff broken down into checklists, things you're going to think about, and then making sure that you schedule some time every couple weeks or every month to look over things that you thought were already done or thought were taken care of or thought were um, someone else's responsibility because those kinds of things can really trip you up. What happens in a lot of businesses I see is when people think, Somebody oh, this is someone else, someone else is going to do it and that other person thinks someone else is going to do it and then it never gets done. And figuring out these kind of gaps in, in responsibility and figuring out how to continuously improve things, not get complacent, is uh, a really important part of an Amazon business and any online business. I agree. and I, I mean, yeah, I've been, we've been chatting over dinner and everything, and I'm much more active in this business than I had anticipated, <laughs> to say the least. And it's, you know, like you said, I'm putting myself out there and... I've gotten some comments that I'm, some people say it's so green or showing uh, some, some, some holes in the way I operate or lead the team or whatever. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster and, but I really feel confident about realigning and yeah, I'm taking ownership of this uh, process. But uh, yeah, one of the listings he's, Zach's talking about is like the portable French press, which it's kind of true. I've been. It kind of has been sitting there. I didn't really look at the listing. It's only got like a two percent conversion rate. 
three percent. Don't sell your short yourself short. I rounded down. Yeah, so rounding up. It's it's probably closer to three than two, but yeah, I, well, he was giving me some tips on title optimization and and the image optimization. But I've been really deeply focused on Amogapod because that was that is our money maker. I mean, we added some other. And is that another thing? Is that like should I should we just double down on Amogapod? Get the nine cup, get the three cup. Why am I getting these other five listings that are kind of like I'm kind of shooting in the dark, honestly. You already it's, bought the yeah bought the product. It's sitting there, and I think if you tweak it a little bit, you can get that three to a six to a ten, maybe more. I think it's just not uh, targeted correctly and. A little bit of writing can make it more exciting. Okay. Yeah. So, I think just uh, I think also to summarize what you mean is just always be optimizing, always be reviewing your numbers, looking at the conversion rates, looking at your PPCA costs and your cost per you know how much you're spending and what's your what kind of keywords you can segment out to be more focused on and adjusting your bids and but just just look just I think. Whether it's Amazon or it's any business, it's really optimizing your numbers and, and reviewing, reviewing, right? I mean, just look at things as they are and realize, just write it down. Have a, have a list of things someday to improve and then figure out if these are actionable things that are easy to do and then just do them. Sure. Well, this has been fascinating, Zach. So how... How can people, I think we're kind of wrapped up unless you want to add something, but of course, a little, pl- little bit of plug. You're doing quite a bit lately. I mean, you're, you got a, a pretty awesome Shenzhen meetup you're doing with a big, a big seller and you're going to speak in, you're going to speak in Iwu in a few days and then you're going to Barcelona for Affiliate yeah. World. You got a lot of stuff going on, man. Yeah, I have that. I have a super secret project in the works. Okay, super secret. I have two interesting projects related to... Uh, Vaping, nicotine, CBD, and have a couple other secret uh, web dev projects and some some good stuff's happening. Nice. So I'm putting in the work and it's showing. Yeah, that's it, man. I mean, you're always. I think everybody in the community is always impressed with your ability to execute and get things done. So it's panda-leap.com, right? Yeah, it's very important to remember the dash. <laughs> panda-leap.com. Um, so you can do that or if you just want to ask me a question about anything kind of Amazon if you have some kind of service that can help my uh, vape business or CBD or something or if you just want to chat um, my the best way to reach me is probably email um, Zach Z-A-C-K at amzkungfu.com awesome yeah and definitely shoot him a thank you note for sharing as always not holding back on his amazing experiences within the trenches of the Amazon war, war, the Amazon arena, the gladiator. It's getting getting more and more like a war, but that's for uh, maybe another episode. Another episode. I do feel like I've had some competitors leave me negative reviews. Somewhat hard to, hard to determine, but uh, yeah, it seems a little dirty. seems a little bit dirty, but uh, I think we're getting another time. We're getting close to the border and they're going to start screaming in Cantonese and Mandarin to get off the bus immediately. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I'll uh, try to record that, but I got all this gear I got to clean up too. But um, thanks again, Zach, for sharing. Are you getting ready for the Canton Fair and trade show season this fall? 
Then join us at the Cross Border Summits, our fourth annual conference two-day event, October 22nd and 23rd, 2019 in Guangzhou, China. We're going to have, of course, amazing speakers as always, great networking opportunities, deal making. It's going to be multiple full days as well as even additional workshops and masterminds if you're really craving for more. I would love to see you there. It's a critical part of our podcast and our business here and we put a lot of effort into it to make it as valuable for you as possible so if you're coming all the way over here for the trade shows definitely invest in attending this event www.crossbordersummit.com slash china so thank you zach i hope the quality of the interview is good He's like, Mike, can't we just do this online? Of course, I could have done like a online recording with some of our various softwares for recording these podcasts online. But I don't know. I feel like some of the listeners have told me that you like it when I'm on the road on the go. And this is really what I believe Global From Asia is about. I mean, man, it's getting harder now. I, I don't want to get political, but you can't even pass through Admiralty MTR. You know, there's this trade war happening. There's just a lot of changes happening in the world, and we're always on the go. And I'm on the go. I mean, I was I did a few of these shows in cars and buses because I want to give you access to the insights as much as I get them. I think that's why this show is a little bit maybe different than others. You know, we're here in Asia. I mean, technically now I'm in Thailand, but I, I'm probably going to be going into China more and more often. It just seems like it's uh, it's something I need to do, whether it's with the product development our events, our other things we're doing. And I want to extend those experiences and knowledges, knowledge and people to you around the world. And I don't know what's going to be the future, to be honest, um, of everything. There, Everything is changing. I will say that for sure. I mean, like I just was mentioning with this, these uh, protests in Hong Kong, with these uh trade wars happening and immigration policies getting stricter everywhere i mean it's struggling for me in thailand you know uh, it's really challenging the whole idea of global from asia i mean we were all about running your business online from anywhere with like you know originally we started with a hong kong business you know structure in many of our earlier shows and now we're really under a, a challenge, but I, I'm trying to make it opportunity. You know, I think with every every threat or every, you know, I think what's that, the SWOT analysis, with every, up, you know, with every challenge creates new opportunity. So I think if you are keeping an open mind, keeping your ears open, listening to shows like Global From Asia, learning as much as you can, I think there's going to be huge opportunities. I mean, I think there's going to be huge shakeups with massive companies within this international shakeup. And I think... I think that's going to be a future for people like us, the ones that can run online, the ones that can run anywhere where location doesn't matter because locations are getting shaken up right now, like shaken up. I mean, if you have a fixed office somewhere with staff, it's going to be much harder to move. But for us, at least me, we got an amazing online team and we can work anywhere. I mean, as long as there's Internet, which is some even that seems like a challenge sometimes. But as long as you can get an Internet decent internet connection which can access 
let's say, online tools, um, then you can work anywhere. And that's what we're doing with Sistano and our, well, technically, Par Living Inc. We're, uh, I believe that's what a lot of you are, too. You know, you're online-based business owners traveling, hustling, making the best of what you can. And I am strongly recommending, I don't want to set up offices and uh especially with these changing times. I mean, I'm so happy. I used to have an office of 10, 11 people in Shenzhen. And that that was a lot of cost, not just cost, but also just inflexibility. You know, you you don't know what's going to happen. And then you have your, you know, your team and then they're used to working in their office and they, you know, they're in the system, the system, uh, the matrix, you know, and you got to keep dealing with that. But when they're online and flexible, I mean, it makes you more flexible as a business owner. And I'm definitely going to keep investing and in running online teams, scaling online teams. I, I, I really am. It's a lot, of, a lot, a lot of work. I mean, you got to change your mindset. You got to have really good operating systems, really good procedures in place. I mean, working online is a little bit more effort for management, but the rewards are amazing. And that's what we're doing here with uh, Sisitano. Also, of course, Gold from Asia and our media and our events. We're running online teams. You know, I just really am nervous about the future of 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 business and cross-border. I mean, international business. Uh, it seems like governments want us to stay in our home country and have have offices and have everybody sitting in the same office and filing your taxes and following those local laws and doing in that currency but that's a totally against what we're doing here at Global from Asia. We're doing the opposite. We're about cross border. We're about doing international business, working with cultures all around the world, whatever the background. I mean, if people have ability, I, I don't want to be limited to working with people in a specific location. And it seems like governments are forcing us to do that. I got a scary letter from HSBC and my own and this own company, Shadstone in Hong Kong. And they're, they're trying to, they're trying to KYC and pregnant. I've been hearing more and more banks getting shut down. Anyway, I'm kind of ranting. It's not really relevant to what we did at uh, today's talk with Zach, but I'm really excited about Sistano, to be honest. I mean, uh, Lorenzo's working on developing some click funnels, some f- funnels as a new new channel of uh, revenue. We're, uh, we're fixing this QC nightmare. Um, I'm taking more active role. And we're just, and Mark's still helping out with the Amazon management and, and our ads. So we're just pushing forward. You can't let things um, get in your way. And while this venture, I wasn't planning to be as active, I am getting more active the last couple of months because I want to make this a massive success. And it should be. I mean, a lot of listeners have helped out with some input and suggestions. And we're going to use this to grow everybody's business. I want this to help everyone. You know, like Zach says, we're being so transparent. It is almost scary. And, uh, you know, a lot of seller friends say we're totally crazy to be this open. Um, and, you know, I honestly somewhat agree with that. But we are um, trying our best to be as transparent as possible. And we're dealing with these quality problems. And we're dealing with these, you know, um, even some negative reviews, probably because of quality, but also somewhat probably because of competitors bending the rules or breaking the rules. But you got to just keep on going forward. I was talking to Mayor when I was in Shenzhen, another partner at Par Living, and you know, I was telling him about, I think, is some negative reviews from competitors, and he's like, welcome to the game. This is the game. And that is business. You got to try to keep a positive outlook, stay mentally strong, physically strong, 
I'm really also really getting more sleep. I used to try to work late and I took Gary V's advice back in the day of not sleeping too much, but I think that was the worst decision I ever made. I was not feeling well. I wasn't thinking clearly. I think you need your sleep. Now I'm getting I'm getting eight hours as much as I can, sometimes seven, but aiming for eight daily, I measure it. So you just got to stay healthy and sharp. It's the quality of your work. It's the quality of your product, the quality of your output rather than the quantity. And I think that's going to be more and more true. I also did an interview with uh, Lucy from Shenzhen will be on a Chinese uh, channel. I'll see if I can link to it when she publishes it also this coming week. But I was telling her, she says a lot of Chinese sellers are having trouble on Amazon now. It's getting more difficult. I like difficult. I think that's why I'm getting more excited about about it because it's not as easy. And I like challenges. I like also differentiate based on quality and your effort of your work. So I do believe, of course, I've plugged some ads in our show, but Content Investments is one of our, our uh, service businesses because I believe you have to make quality content and that's branding, not just putting a, you know, a decent photo and, uh, you know, some very minimal text and expecting to get results. Now, I think you're going to have to stand out. You have to build a true brand. You're going to have to have, you know, relationships between these products, not just take any random product you can get a good price for and think you can sell. I think you have to do related products and I'm trying to add new listings. There is a, a new project. You know, I mentioned the first while I was taking this break from Glow from Asia, we were working on some secret project, which is hopefully going to be ready in a month or two. And we we're going to use this Sistano's um, listings and assets to um, to build it out even more. I can't say too much more, but I'll leave that hint towards the end of this blah, blah, blah session. I hope this has inspired you. It's really about taking action. You, I've also learned so much getting back involved in the Amazon. If you're just talking about it or just studying it or listening to it, um, you're not going to get as much as actually doing it. You got to get your hands dirty, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's any kind of business or anything in life. You know, you can't just study and do keyword research forever. You actually have to get out there and be willing to, you know, to make mistakes and learn and adjust and stay positive. And it's a, it's a long-term war. It's not a battle. I mean, you have battles, but you got to survive the war or a marathon. You know, it's not just a sprint. You've got to survive the ups and the downs of business, whether it's entrepreneurship or any venture, anything you're trying to do to really stand out, you got to get through the hard times because when most people will give up when it gets too hard. And if you can stick through, you can succeed. And that's what we're going to do with this tunnel, with this case, and we're building, building things back up. And I look forward to making a positive ROI for this investment and the partners and everyone and you. And I want you to take action. I want to hear some more case studies and I'll wrap it up. But we also have a picture of Zach and me on the bus in the show notes, globalformasia.com slash episode 258. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.